Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. Now I'll come back. Gathering content. Gathering, oh, about all of our experiences, right? You know, like, especially us as, uh, you know, coaches, like our life mission to help other people. Isn't it interesting when like crappy things continue happening to us and we recognize like how we handle it and like what we can learn Mm -hmm. from it. And then by really, I think like embracing and kind of capturing that pain in a way, whether we write it out or we talk about it, you know, like this, but sharing it with others, like how valuable, you know, not only do, are we reminded of, you know, valuable tools as far as our coaching goes, you know, as teachers and what have you, but Mm -hmm. just remembering, you know, how fragile life is, how human we all are and how connected we all really are, you know, no matter what we are as a coach, a teacher, you know, student, whatever, like, we are all deeply connected and none of us are free from, you know, experiencing these deep, painful Mm -hmm. um, things in life, no matter what, no matter what level of, you know, like spiritual awakening or how much training you've done and like, you know, how much experience you have in coaching and guiding others, like you are still subject to, I mean, the very basic pain of human existence. Yeah. Just remembering that. Like yeah. How- one of my mentors always talks about how life is 50 50. And if you go out with the goal of being happy all the time, you're going to fail every time. And it's going to be a miserable existence because you're resisting the fact that you're not happy. Like, Life is always 50-50. If you make a million dollars, you just have a different thing that causes the 50. If you, you know, if going from poverty to millionaire, like there's just different things that cause the negative emotions in your life. Right. More money, more problems, right? (laughs) (laughs) In some ways, in some ways, very much not. It can easily come. Right, right. But you're right, you know, there's the pros and cons to everything. We have to feel the bad in order to even know what the good feels like. I know we talked about this on uh, one of the last times we were talking about just like letting yourself feel the feels and the emotions in the moment. And I like that because as um, a generally optimistic, positive person, I get a lot of comments and feedback from people like, oh, you're always so positive. Like, oh, no, 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 not all the time, right? It is definitely a balance. Because, right, we are all human, we are all subject to the, to all the optional, you know, occurrences in life, right? And we're always going to be faced with challenges and adversity and pain and loss, you know, like all of us are going to go eventually, you Mm -hmm. know, like we will all eventually know someone close to us that we've had, that we've lost, that we'll grieve over, um, accidents happen, you know, all crazy stuff is happening every day and we are all subject to it. We are like, right. nobody's free from that. And nobody's expected to stay perfectly happy and positive through any of that. No. And if you're one of the lucky ones, you're going to end up experiencing a lot of loss in your life. Yeah. 
Exactly. Interesting. I like how you've worded it that way. If you're a lucky one, right? Because my goodness, um, you know, I do have a few friends that are blessed to have not lost, you know, an immediate family member, you know, anyone that was really close to them, they haven't lost. And they'll come to me and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you've lost people like that in your life. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's sure, you know, as painful as it is to lose someone you love so much, it has, you know, those experiences have filled me with that much more compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, I no longer take for granted the simple things in life. You know, I understand the value of how fragile this life is and how valuable our time with each other is, how important it is to be present with my loved ones while we are all here, because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And we, to look at, you know, and to expect life to be, you know, smooth sailing and to not lose anyone or go through any hardship, um, then what would life be, right? You know, if it were just so even keeled and smooth and happy all the time, would we even be happy with that? Because we wouldn't even know what deep sadness and pain is. So Mm -hmm. what would happiness even mean? I mean, maybe happiness would become our unhappiness, right? Mm -hmm. Because it'd be so much the same and nothing changing, you know, like that's the beauty of life is the ebb and the flow and, you know, the yin and the yang, you know, there's an opposite to everything. Mm -hmm. We have to have the negative emotion with the positive or else we wouldn't know how good it feels to feel good. Yeah. So, but it's just interesting. Like we were talking about as we just got going too, just like how connected we all really are, you know, as humans, we can seem, you know, especially gosh, through these months, if anybody in the Northern part of the country, you know, going through winter and we're not seeing a whole lot of sun, thank goodness the days are getting longer, but like these days can feel really isolating where we feel so separate from the rest of the world. But like moments like that, we were just discussing, we discussed it on um, our last video too, how you had just recently lost your grandma and it was so sudden, but how beautiful that the whole family was able to get together. And I can only imagine like the great memories that came up and looking through old pictures and just even like realizing the connection that like what my mom's neighbor is your grandma's sister and like who knew that we had all of these ties when we first yeah. met you know in the, such a completely different setting mm-hmm. but isn't it funny I mean I've traveled across the world and ran into people that like knew my family or like knew me you know like it's just insane how um really deeply connected we all are no matter how yeah. separate we may feel at any given time and what a beautiful thing that is to just remember. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, often, unfortunately, actually probably a lot of the times it takes something like this loss um, for us to remember that. Yeah. But bless it, you know, you know, bless your grandma's heart for, you know, choosing the path that she did and exiting in this way at this time so that the rest of your family could be brought together in this way in her memory. And, you know, be able to come together and support each other through this pain and find those little blessings that are hidden in these moments. So even though you may feel, you know, physically disconnected from her, from your grandma, you can probably feel a bit of her presence, you know, and feeling a little more connected with maybe family members you haven't seen in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And being able to connect, you know, and 
look at old pictures and the memories and all of that like what a beautiful experience where we yeah, might not the, normally think you know a funeral is how could there be any fun experiences out of right. that how I mean it's such a terrible thing but man connecting bringing that connection remembering like how united we all really are at mm-hmm. the most basic level yeah is well and it's a good reminder because most of like I I, I won't call them regrets per se they're things that if I could do again I would do differently but regret is just not something that I think is a useful emotion to have. (laughs) But the things that looking back on that I would do differently would be like going to the gatherings that are here or there or wherever, despite the fact that they're inconvenient or, you know, all those things. It's just such a good reminder of, you don't know how much time you have left. Everybody assumed that my grandma would live well into her nineties, just running around doing all the things for everybody. But that's not, that's not everybody's plan, ultimately, you know, so you have to take your moments when you can. And yes, there's, I'm not saying, you know, beat yourself to get to everywhere and see everybody all the time, always. But had I known, maybe I would have made, maybe I would have made some different decisions, but you don't know. And that's, that's the whole idea, but also giving yourself grace to that you know, everybody is making the best decisions that they can all the time for themselves. Right. And in the moment, I think it's really, you know, just about being present and being present with yourself. Um, and just following what feels right in the moment. Again, I love, I totally agree with your take on regret. Trust me. I felt a lot of it in my life, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly around the losses that I've had. And you're right. It's not a helpful emotion at all. It's not, but in, you know, sometimes, isn't it funny that we can almost feel obligated to feel that way, you know, like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And like, it's almost, you know, why are we so hard on ourselves? You know, we, everyone is always doing whatever you feel called to do in the moment is exactly what you were meant to do. There really Mm -hmm. is no such thing as regret because everything you've ever done was perfectly right. If it wasn't right, it wouldn't have happened that way. Something Mm -hmm. would have steered you in another way. So just even trusting that too. Yeah. Um, And and trusting that that doesn't feel true all the time. mm -hmm. Because like, I mean, I can step in and say, oh, this was meant to happen. And half my family would hate me forever for that because like, they don't think it was meant to happen and that's okay. There are times when I don't think it was meant to happen this way either, but it did. So there's where the fighting reality becomes the thing that causes you suffering, right? There can be pain and grief and then you're adding suffering onto it and the guilt and the regret. And that's just adding suffering to a situation where there's already enough to process. Right. What that made me think of um, what you resist persists, Mm -hmm. right? When you're fighting reality, like you just said, like this shouldn't have happened. This wasn't supposed to happen. It's creating more pain and suffering. Exactly. Um, when it comes to, you know, losing a loved one, it might take some time to really let that settle in that it was meant to be, especially if it was an unexpected, you know, really shocking situation. Like we're human, right? Like that's a lot to handle and to process and that'll take some time, but over time you can come to kind of make peace with that situation and start to recognize, um, 
I mean, gosh, there hasn't been a case in my life of losing a loved one that after the fact, like looking back at their life leading up until their death, like, oh, wow, there's some divine things that happened there. Um, you know, of gatherings that we had, or, you know, the last time we were together, you know, and like the last series of major events that they got to experience were all divine and, you know, and recognizing that like, oh yeah, this was in perfect timing. It may not feel right or just, you know, for me to say that, oh yes, this was meant to happen. You know, you may never get to that point. You might right. still always feel a little, you know, angry and sad, you know, that this person isn't here and no, this wasn't part of the plan, but who are we to say that we have control of this plan? And who are we to say what should and shouldn't have happened for someone else? Right. You know, because that was their path. And this is a great reminder for me in handling loss and just, you know, like it's kind of really selfish of us to think that they should have lived longer for us, you know, to keep us comfortable, to keep them here for us. You know, their soul chose this path and they exited it at the perfect time for them and even though it may not make any flipping sense to us and it may not mm -hmm. for a long long time maybe not until we cross over but you know to be able to sit with that you know to feel the emotions let yourself feel that anger but also recognize this is their path this was for them this was their exit point and it has nothing to do with anyone else it has nothing to do with me this isn't about me it's about mm -hmm. them. So I know, you know, and I've clung to, you know, losing people, I've clung to that. If this shouldn't have happened and longing for them, and it is so painful. Again, like what you resist persists. And I know from experience, I created so much excess pain and suffering for myself that I did not need mm -hmm. to because of feelings like that, of resisting so reality. many people do. Right. Oh, absolutely. Again, I mean, we're human, right? We want things. We like to feel in control. We like yeah. to feel that we know what's coming, what's happening. And when, you know, wrenches get thrown into it and things completely change and we get thrown off our heart, you know, and everything's just all a mess. Like, of course, we're going to be startled by that. We're going to be upset by that. And that is so normal. You know, let yourself feel that anger and get it out. Um, again, you know, in a, one of our other talks about just feeling the feels, I mean, if we just keep stepping it in, I mean, that's just like, it's like just building momentum for that volcano to erupt, right? And then when it does erupt, it's just that much more painful. Let mm -hmm. yourself feel the feels as they come out. Because as you do, it slowly makes it easier to kind of make peace with, you know, what's happening. To, as you process, let yourself feel the feels. Like that is the processing right there. Yeah. When people are like, oh my gosh, I need time to process this. It's not really about, I need my mind to wrap around this and figure out a logical reason for why this happened. Mm -hmm. No, it's about letting yourself feel what's coming up yeah. and let it go. Let it up and out. Yeah. All feelings are valid. You're going to yeah. feel a range of emotions in any given hard, challenging situation, but just letting yourself feel what it is in the moment and let it up and let it out maybe surprised will bring you so much more peace much sooner you know mm -hmm. give yourself compassion for feeling what you do there is no prescribed way you know like okay when you lose a loved one you must go through these things and grieving must last this long and then oh by this time all right you bet you're over it no 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 it's really it's a lifelong thing you never really get over loss you might 
you kind of find a new normal. You kind of get used to it. You get used to um, the lack of their presence. Um, but there's no getting over it. And it's okay to feel the feels and to feel the pain and even let that anger come back. It might come back and surprise you at times. That's okay. But letting those emotions up and out is what really starts to set you free and make peace and um, find ease in you know, accepting the situation to lessen the resistance against reality, right? Until, you know, making peace with it, making peace with this new reality it, um, really empowers you to start making this present moment and moments coming forward to really be yours, to make the most of them and what you truly want to feel and experience. So, <clears throat> you know, with that, it's just, Finding compassion for yourself. Let yourself be human is really, I feel like, the underlying message of any of these discussions, right? Because <laughs> this human experience is a wild one. And there's no predicting what's going to happen. So what can we do now? Again, we're not all guaranteed tomorrow. So what are you going to do with your life today? What would fill you with the most joy today? Does that inspire you to, you know, call a loved one you haven't talked to in a while? Maybe you get out and go for a walk, you know, on your favorite trail that you haven't seen in a while. Maybe you just play with your kids or your pets or what have you, play a game, listen to some of your favorite music you haven't listened to in a while. Like, I think we need to just start making more time to let, you know, to do what sets our souls on fire, right? Like what makes us feel good? What does my heart really wanna do in this moment right now? So that if I were to die tomorrow, I would feel complete and satisfied with what I, I'm doing now and today. So I like that. I like that we're able to just connect and um, you talk these things out what would you that's got me thinking like what do I really want to do today just embrace for me really it's just been I think letting go of any resistance to reality right like I'm preparing I've got my <laughs> I'm sitting up here in the north woods like buried in the snow my RV is getting buried in the snow I just shoveled it off the other day I've got it all covered up and like going to be preparing to drive it south soon and like oh man I've got a lot of snow to deal with so I can get this baby out of the driveway and I have resisted I love that I've been given multiple opportunities of unexpected snowstorms to practice plowing <laughs> And like making peace, easing my resistance. The universe totally challenged me. Like we got a really super cold spell. We got dumped on with an insane amount of snow. And I was resisting that so hard. So on a much lesser scale than losing loved ones. But like, this is an example that we can use every day. Day-to-day -day life of like when shit goes wrong and you don't like it and we want to resist it. And think of how much more pain we create for ourselves. I had a miserable day fighting that snow. And not until it was done did I go like, oh, dang. I just operated a bobcat and plowed this huge driveway. Like that's quite an accomplishment, even though it wasn't what I wanted to do by surrendering to the moment and embracing it, like making peace with the snow and the weather and everything all together. Like it turned out to be quite an empowering moment. And now today I have an opportunity to redeem myself and go out there with a smile on my face and play with that bobcat and have a good old time. Might not be, you know, like, what I planned or really wanted to do, you know, today, you know, days ago, weeks ago, whatever on, you know, January 6th, I want to be doing this and getting these things done. Like, no, all right, we got some stuff. So I'm doing, 
I'm going to deal with that today and have some fun. Be present in the moment. Let myself enjoy it. Because really, you know, we can get ourselves <clears throat> maybe all tied up in knots, you know, thinking, okay, oh my gosh, what if I do die tomorrow, then I've got to do all the things today. Got to do everything and live it, you know, live life to the fullest. But really what it comes down to is being present in the moment. Being truly present with where you're at right now. It's not about putting yourself where you'd want to be. You know, if I would die tomorrow, I want to go to Cuba before I do that and go, you know, enjoy some island life and be in nice weather. We can't always make that happen. And that could also create more resistance against reality, right? If like, oh, what I really want to do is so far from where I'm at right now, we can build up more resistance, more pain. So really just meeting yourself where you're at. How can I be more present where I am right now? How can I make peace? Like, where am I holding resistance against what, where I'm at right now? And how can I try to break yes. that down and make some peace with it? How can I enjoy this moment a little bit more? How can I connect more deeply with myself, with the others around me? And perhaps that right there is all you need, you know? Where if you were to go the next day, wow, I'm so glad I was present yesterday. I'm so glad I enjoyed my last day just being present. Like that is the ultimate gift. Isn't that fun that the present moment is called the present? Like that is the best gift we can ever really give anyone and ourselves. It's a gift of being truly present in a world that we're like, we're conditioned to think that multitasking is really a thing and that, you know, we can do all of these things at once. And, you know, we're always planning, like we're in this spot, but we're planning to be in the next thing. We're always like such future forward thinkers. It's really challenging to be present in the moment, to be present with ourselves, to be present with this breath, with where I'm sitting right now, being aware of the sensations, the smells, the taste, what your touch, you know, what feels, we are so you know, often disconnected from that in this world, in this digital world, where we can so easily just numb ourselves out and spend hours scrolling through social media or what have you. Is that really being present? <clears throat> Think of how many people are doing that every day. Gosh, I feel like it, just putting the phone down alone and like being present in an activity, like that's a huge feat in itself right there. I'd be proud of myself. If I were to get, you know, hit by a bus the next day, like, hey, I was present and I put that dang phone down. <laughs> I was present in the real world around me. That's huge. Yeah. Well, yeah. And as, as we go through all these things, um, there was some coaching that I received on it. And one of the questions that I was asked was, when you look back on this time, what do you want to remember about it? And how do you want to remember feeling about it? Because I kind of got in this spiral of self-criticism about not being more present on social media right now. And when I look back on this time in the future, do I want to remember how I beat myself up about how I didn't post on social media after my grandma died? Probably not. Interesting. I can relate to that, you know, on a different level right now too. It, it just also the holiday time. Mm -hmm. I because I have not been as present on social media it's funny I've been thinking about that too like ah gotta reach out and like be sending all this good stuff out there you know to the world and um 
we all need a break. Oh my gosh. Like I was just sitting, saying, putting the dang phone down and stop like scrolling through social media. Like, isn't it interesting that we live in this world and right, you know, as we both um, operate our own businesses primarily online, it is important to have that social media presence and be engaging, you know, with our audience and our clients that are out there. But what better way to set an example of being present in your life and with yourself than by taking breaks? You know, I mean, applause to those out there that are on social media every single day and keeping up. That's great. That's awesome. I mean, if that's your thing, that's wonderful. But I mean, for those of us, especially you and I, that are trying to teach and guide our clients to be more present with yourself. I mean, if we want our clients and, you know, are following to be putting their phones down and being present in the moment and loving themselves and enjoying life, then they don't need to be seeing posts from us all the time, right? They shouldn't be seeing them because they're putting their phones down. Right. So I think it's important, especially in today's world, to remember it's okay to disconnect. Disconnect from the technology to reconnect to yourself, to your source, to the universe. That's where, isn't it interesting, by unplugging the phone, we can get real, like more deeply connected right. with the most important source, right? This oneness that's between us all. But ironically, when we're connected to the phones and things, we feel even more disconnected from other things. Right. Well, and, and just remember the first time you do set the phone down, the first time you do try to be truly present, it's a very uncomfortable thing mm. because you are exposing yourself to feelings of shame, blame, guilt, you know, all the things that, that you have been avoiding by scrolling or even just boredom, like allowing yourself to be bored sometimes is one of the most challenging things because then self-criticism slips in and you're exposing yourself to all of that stuff on purpose and like allowing yourself to be present is in part just observing what happens inside your own brain. And I know a lot of people who are not willing to even face themselves because of how they treat themselves like that. Those are the people that I want to talk to because I was there too. Like I have to stay busy all the time. I have to constantly distract myself either with the phone or with the laundry or with, you know, 75 other things that we need to do because we're treating ourselves so poorly. We don't want to spend any times with our, any time with ourselves. That is so true. Oh my gosh. Um, that it is, it is the biggest challenge that had me thinking of a few things. Um, my partner just made a great point the other day and how he loves um, when his kids are bored. <laughs> Good, be bored, let yourself be bored because we're living in a world where it's so easy to grab a phone and start scrolling. And technically like, then you're never bored. You're not really doing right. anything. You're not being present. You're just scrolling and like your mind is processing all of the stuff that you're scrolling through on the screen, but it's not allowing you to break, be bored to be in that stillness and have to, you know, come up with, well, what am I going to do to use that creative side of our mm -hmm. minds to come up with a solution to entertain ourselves or to find a way to connect or just be with ourselves, right? The phones, the social media, like that's become a new distraction away from ourselves. So it's so true. It's so right. I mean, I even run into it too plenty of times where I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm not going to think about emails. I'm not going to check anything. <laughs> and it can be 
nerve wracking in ways and build up a lot of anxiety of like, oh my gosh, what if I missed something that I needed to respond to someone or whatever. And but just letting it go, really, what's our hurry? Who is putting it this pressure on us, you know, to constantly be connected, to see all of the things on social media, to respond to emails immediately, like what's more important in this world. And I think it's an important message that both of us are helping our clients with, right, is to be okay with just being present in the moment and letting that stuff go. Yeah. To not be in such a hurry, to remember it's okay, you know, like Gosh darn, the society, like since email came about, right? Like when was it ever a thing in the past to like be able to send someone a message from, you know, halfway around the world even and expect an immediate answer? That's what technology has done for us these days. And God bless it, you know, technology has done some amazing things, but it's also put us in this box of like people expecting immediate response. Right. And that's, I, I, I've worked with, a, with several people about setting boundaries around email specifically mm. because like they're, the way that has worked for several of them has been to like have specific times in the day where they check their email, whether that's, you know, right away in the morning, I wouldn't recommend it because you want to be productive and feel good before you start checking emails and getting sucked into that and letting it take yeah. whatever. But like you can have an autoresponder set to send to everybody who sends you an email saying, I check my email between noon and 1230 and four to 430 every day. If you need a response more urgently than that, contact me via this route. And people will learn to figure out them, figure it out themselves or wait for your response because you're just simply not available for the rest of the time. And that's how you can get so much more productive in your life because you're not constantly looking at that number of in the email box of like, oh gosh, this is a thing that I need to do. No, I'm, I'm going to take care of that later. And if it takes more than a couple of seconds to respond, they might have to wait till the next time, right? Like. <laughs> And that is so true. Setting those boundaries. It is okay. You do not have to respond immediately. You don't always have to be connected. It Mm -hmm. is more important, more valuable to be connected with yourself than all of, you know, the external sources. I love that. Setting boundaries around emails alone is tough, but the more you practice it, right? Like even if you've been in the habit of being an immediate responder, it's okay to set boundaries now, you know, and just start giving yourself more time. You can see, you know, if you catch the email, okay, it needs response, but I'm not in the position to do it right now. Maybe I'm in the middle of something else. Let yourself be present with that task at hand. Mm -hmm. It can wait. That email can wait. Um, And just, I mean, like many other things too, you know, just being present at what you're at right now, because email, my goodness, that's a terrible one, especially if you know, you have it connected to your phone, you have notifications on and you hear that ping go off. It's so easy in this world, right? To get distracted and go and look at that email and go down another rabbit hole and be like, well, wait, where the heck was I? What was I even working on? And then we wonder why we're not being productive because we're constantly bouncing around from one thing to the next and never really fully being present on one task. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that I, I have done myself. I shut off all notifications on Facebook and Instagram. So the only time I see anything that anyone has posted for me or tagged me in is when I physically choose to go into the app. 
And mm -hmm. I usually have the little nine plus symbol at the bottom of my notifications. And then I can kind of scroll through and decide, you know, half of these I don't care about unsubscribe or like unfollow the pages that I don't need notifications from unfollow the groups that I don't need notifications from. And then like, I'm being very conscious of when I go in and I'm choosing to go in not because there's a notification, but because this is time that I set aside to actually do this. So yes. be bold and turn off your Facebook notifications guys. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Facebook is a terrible issue because it'll notify. Have you noticed it just starts notifying you about more and more irrelevant things. Yep. So it's just more and more of a distraction. Like so-and-so and posted on this. It's like, Yep. Why did I need to be told that? Yep. I turned <laughs> off all of those notifications. Like when I scroll through and I see this is definitely not something I want to see more of, I go through and manually like change the notification settings right then and there, because like, I don't want to continue to getting the, to get these notifications, even when I do choose to go into the app. Like, I don't care about all this other irrelevant stuff that I don't, whatever, like once in a while, it might've been helpful, but not enough to make it worth it. Right. Right. But right. being intentional and being like setting aside time for social media is totally okay. But then having your limits on that of like setting, I'm going to have a half an hour to scroll away and catch up on things. Cause it is a way, it is a tool that can be used to keep in touch with people. And I'm not oh, going to sure. negate the benefits of it for sure, but it's also designed to keep you scrolling and to keep you looking. And anger is one of the things that keeps you engaged with something. So if, if you engage with things that make you angry, political posts or opinions or belief systems that you don't agree with, they're going to keep showing you more of those things because that's what you spend time doing. So be very mindful of your scrolling itself and also of the time that you're spending. Set a timer, set, I mean, the phones have such great, like, time limits that you can just put a password in whatever but like also then it's a conscious i have to put my password in to continue using this app today and you can decide whether that's worth it or not in that moment but it, it's at least like a reminder of oh hey i'm gonna stop you before you've been doing this for two and a half hours right exactly <laughs> that's a great idea. right setting boundaries on the phone because that is so true like the algorithms Facebook and other social media platforms are designed to keep you scrolling and to mm -hmm. suck you in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, even on TikTok, which is on TikTok, which is my main platform, they, they have started hiding. Like you can see your comments that you make. Like if you put link, oh yeah, check out my link in my bio. They, TikTok will hide that from other users. Like you can't actually see that comment because it will take you to the link in your bio, which will take you off of the platform. Like it's insane. Interesting. And, and, and it's been something that a lot of creators have been talking about because you can't use the words link in bio because that will be suppressed on that specific app in the comment section because if people say, oh, how can I work with you? Yeah, check. I have a link in my bio. Like you can't say that. They won't see it. They won't physically see it. Like it's kind that's of crazy, yeah, but I'm, I get it. It's so, I mean, that's, you see a lot more and more people just getting off of social media altogether right. because of things like that. Um, I do agree that to an extent, it's great to keep us connected, especially for us, you know, to be able to reach out. And I mean, it's amazing that, you know, we can work with clients from all over the country, all over the world because of 
our connections on social media and the internet, but to set those healthy boundaries around it. So maybe you go and spend some time, you know, adjusting your notification settings today. I don't even have notifications on at all for a lot of different platforms, just so I don't see it, right? So you only go in and see what's going on when you open the app. Right. Um, because it, it gets so distracting. If you're constantly being notified of every little thing happening, every single email coming in, even if it's junk mail, like it's just constant distractions pulling yes. you out of the present yes. moment. So yes. setting those boundaries, give yourself that gift of presence, you know, setting boundaries on your notifications. That's a great way to start. I mean, that's a huge one alone. And let right yourself there. feel good about it because so many people mm -hmm. start to feel guilty about missing things then like, you're not meant to see it all, actually. You're never going to see it all from everybody. No. Nope. Be intentional. And trust, trust, right? And being present in the moment, trusting. I love thinking this way. When I go on social media, I see exactly what I'm meant to see. Mm -hmm. um, I've been very intentional about what I follow and following, you know, more inspiring and positive, um, you know, other accounts so that every time I open up, say, Instagram, for example, usually most of the time, the first thing I see is like a post of a positive quote, something encouraging. Mm -hmm. and I love sharing that stuff in my story, spreading, yeah. you know, these little seeds of love and positivity because there's so much negativity. There's so much hate, so much anger swirling around on social media that like, come on, let's, let's keep spreading the love. There's a lot of good stuff to be had yeah. here too. I mean, even, even the, like the clapback sort of comments and posts of like, Oh, like I see it a lot on TikTok where somebody will, some troll will be making some sort of comment and people will respond with the like, well, don't you feel dumb sort of posts. And it's like, those are the ones that get the most engagement because again, it feeds back into that anger cycle that like, but I, I don't know why I keep seeing them because I scroll away from those as fast as I possibly can. Cause I'm like, I don't want to contribute to it. I don't want, I you misspelled a word. I really don't care. It used to drive me absolutely nuts, right? Like to there and there and there, like, which there are you using? Like, oh, yeah, gosh, there's yes. a little piece of me that's like, oh, that's not right. But I'm also not going to waste my time and energy, the precious energy that I have in calling you out for being an idiot, for using the wrong word, right? Even if you did it intentionally in order to get a rise out of me, like I'm not I've, going to engage with that. I've heard of that too, that actually more people are intentionally posting typos because it catches people's mm -hmm. attention right? and stirs. I mean, for that alone, I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But then if it also like stirs up, you know, getting those comments, like, does that get it more visibility when people right. start commenting like that, even if it's right. negative, like it it's just yeah. interesting, you know, the webs and kind of like mind games that are happening through our social media experience. But the power is yours. Don't let the power, you know, over your attention, over your feelings, your emotions, like social media has snuck in and like has controlled and like been able to trigger us so easily. And they because do because of things like that. They, and they do it very Their algorithms are built to do this to us, to suck yeah. us in, get us more engaged, more fired up, more angry, more separation. Like, no, 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 no. The purpose I see, the purpose of social media for me is to be able to connect more loving ways to support each other. Like how amazing is it that we have this technology that we can communicate with people from all over the world and have some really amazing discussions. Yeah. But 
there can be a lot of really ridiculous arguments that take place on social media too. And unfortunately, that's what you know the media focuses on, what the algorithms are built to promote more of. But the power is still yours. Yeah. By starting to adjust those notification settings, maybe unfollowing certain pages, being mindful of the accounts that you do follow. So, I mean, you, the choice is yours, what you want to see on social media. The algorithms might start sneaking in based off of your interaction, but you have the power to overcome that and change that yourself too. So interesting. I like how we kind of went down this rabbit hole and into social media. Yeah. I love these conversations, right? You never yeah. know where we're going to end up. Yeah. But ultimately, it's all about coming back to being present being present with yourself because social media is such a good example of us not being present. When mm -hmm. you catch yourself scrolling through and you look at the clock, and you're like, oh my God, two hours have gone by? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Take your power back. That is your time. You know, instead of picking up your phone, can you put it down? Um, I always say I would make my daughter charge her phone in another room so it's out of her bedroom when she sleeps at night. You know, like, can mm -hmm. you set it, put it down, put it away somewhere else? leave a charging, turn it off, you know, and just let yourself be in a completely different space to be present with yourself and try mm -hmm. that, you know, for a minute or two. Like Nicole, you're saying it's not easy at first. It might be really uncomfortable. Really? You know, almost that like FOMO effect. It's like, oh my gosh, what's happening on social media that I'm missing. Could you shut your phone off for a day or just maybe I get it, you know, like we our phones are, are everything, right? It's my main source of communication, you know, if emergencies come up for your family to contact you, what have you. But can you stay off social media for a day, for a few days? Take on that challenge. How's that for a new year's resolution or intention? I'm gonna stay off social media more. I feel like that is far more important for overall health than setting a, a resolution to lose 10 pounds, yeah. you know? We've gotta take care of our inner selves first before really thinking, you know, about conquering, you know, achieving any goals on the outside, right? It's all about how we feel, what's going on in the mind, the body, the spirit on the inside that truly is most effective of what's happening on the outside. Mm -hmm. And what we fuel those things with, what we see, you know, what we take in through our senses is so important so so important so even yeah coming back to that present awareness like what where are you right now what are you feeling is it cold is it hot do you smell anything you know are you sipping tea or coffee or water like what do you taste how does it feel you know getting back in touch with all of the senses versus just the visual mm -hmm. kind of numbing scrolling that is so tempting to get into sometimes. I dare you, whoever's listening, to go out and feel all the feels today, all the emotions, all the senses. Like, let yourself get truly present in this very moment and maybe ask yourself, what do I really want to do today? What would bring me joy in this current environment of where I'm at? Again, making peace, not resisting reality, like embracing what can I do to really fill my soul in this moment right now? So that if I were to be gone tomorrow, I'd feel really complete about this right now. I love that. And if you know, if you're struggling, if any of this sounds like, oh my gosh, this sounds impossible, even like breaking free from social media for a day, or like, how do I get present with myself? How do I make peace with my current situation or make peace with my past? Like that's the work that Nicole and I are doing. So if you feel called, like that you need a little extra support, you need some guidance get a hold of us in the description below. You can check out both of our websites and learn more about us. And 
reach out. Don't be shy. You know, both of us have free Facebook groups out there too to join the communities and just, um, again, as we're saying, like get off of social media. But when you're ready right. to honor, if you're thinking about adjusting your notifications and what you follow, you know, being more mindful, like what things will really help and support me. Maybe instead of following, you know, all these like political groups and discussions, maybe I'll get into this one that's more mindful and talking like mine's called Freedom Finders. We're trying to break free from all of this crap of our past and current existence that holds us back from really loving ourselves and making the most of our life. Um, Nicole, I know you've, a lot of your clients come to you and um, helping with relief of anxiety, like, oh my gosh, anxiety and social media, like those two things alone, we could go down a really deep rabbit hole mm -hmm. of how much social media has heightened our issue with anxiety. Yeah. So that in particular is something that you want some help with, like reach out to either of us anytime. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing these conversations for, to have this real talk, like let's talk about the things that aren't always fun to talk about. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, like, this is the real stuff, right? We are all human. None of us are escaping this human experience, right? We're all going out at some point. So what can we do to enjoy and make the most of it now? And that's what we're here to do to support. So I think with that, this is a bit, always a fun discussion. We never know what's going to come up each week. So we'll see what comes up next week, but reach out to us anytime. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you and support you on your journey. Um, any questions, any comments, throw in your feedback in the comments below. Sending love and light to everybody out there listening and watching wherever you are. Myself, from Nicole. Thank you, Nicole, for always sharing and engaging in these fun discussions with me. And we'll see what comes up next time. Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one -on -one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.